Bitcoin.com. Throws Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is Mug Day with $7 Cousin Cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I thought he was incarcerated till next Christmas. Not so much. He's out. He's out. Mm. Anyways, uh, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 with KXNO. What are we talking about? Well, you know what we're talking about. Uh, let's get to uh, Dave Sproul. He covers Iowa State. 4KASI, 1430 on the AM dial. And Learfield. Hello, Dave Sproul. How are you? I am doing very well, guys. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm obviously anxious to talk about this uh, football game coming up with you, but I want to go back before we go forward uh, and, you know, tip my cap to Matt Campbell, who provided a little bit of transparency when it came to Cartavius Norton. We know it's uh, some, it's difficult uh, for him to, uh, over the past few years, this has not been his M.O., uh, but it was good to see, and it was good to see Cartavius Norton, uh, uh, granted not as long as, you know, the Cyclone fans would have liked, because I think you have something there, but it seems like maybe this one um, it's a hamstring in all likelihood. These things tend to linger, as you know, Dave. Yeah, that, that's the unfortunate part about it is that, you know, we can be pretty certain that uh, Norton won't play this week. And, and it's so hard to predict when you come back from an injury like that because, yeah, if you push it a little too hard, you can uh, you can make it worse. Uh, if you baby it, you know, you're going to sit out for a while. Uh, so it's a very tricky situation to deal with. I guess the best news is that, you know, they can – probably play it safe knowing that there's good depth at running back already. Uh, that he's a true freshman, so you can, you know, preserve his red shirt if it comes to that. Uh, but from what we saw on the field Saturday, it is unfortunate that uh, we won't get to see more of that because he showed some electric stuff in, in some brief moments uh, against Southeast Missouri. Also saw a little bit more from Jirel Brock, I think, than we've seen early in his career. There was, of course, the power that he has. He's a big running back, but the spin moves, the stop on the sideline, he showed maybe a little bit more wiggle than I certainly anticipated out of Jirel Brock. What would you see? Yeah, I'm right there with it. He, he certainly showed he's a more complete back than maybe even I would uh, would have given him credit for because, yeah, he looked like kind of the power run option last season for, for Iowa State, but this season... He's showing, or, you know, at least for one game, he's showing that he's got uh, all the shots in the bag, if you will, and, and can really be kind of the workhorse uh, for Iowa State. And uh, that's, that's a good thing to have. I mean, it, running back depth is great, but I think I, most offenses, at least in my opinion, uh, operate better when they have, you know, you have a reliable quarterback, you have a reliable left guard, you have a reliable running back, and a guy you know is going to get you the tough yards or make something out of nothing. And, and Jairo Brock showed that he could do some of that. Uh, last week, and if he can keep that up, he'll stay RB one all season. 
Uh, your thoughts on the offensive line play, Dave. I'm not sure how closely you watched it. Uh, they ran the ball very effectively in the second half. Deckers uh, certainly was able to do some business through the air. It was a concern coming in. Not sure what the, the opponent was like that they played. But just your uh, your thoughts uh, on what uh, what was said in, in uh, press conferences yesterday, what you saw with your own two eyes. How did the O-line stand up? Yeah, I'm not going to trust my own two eyes, two eyes on that because uh, I'm no offensive line play expert. But uh, uh seemed to make uh, Matt Campbell pretty happy. He seemed pretty satisfied with the way they played. Maybe not perfect, but he was able to get some guys in there with, with different um, some different guys. You know, an opportunity, especially in a blowout, you get a chance to, to jump in there and, and get some other guys on the field. So it, it all worked out pretty well. Obviously, it, you know, you're talking about an FCS opponent is a bit overmatched. So it's not going to be truly indicative of, of what you're going to see all season, but it was definitely more than just acceptable, I think, uh, performance for the offensive line Saturday. Xavier Hutchinson was outstanding, went to him early and often in that game and got to see a little bit of the depth as well. Sean Shaw, who feels like he's been around for about a decade now, he's out there still catching some passes. Dimitri Stanley, he got behind the defense once and they just pulled him back uh, so he couldn't get too far back behind him on a pass interference. What you saw out of that group, but also the tight end position, a little bit of Easton Dean, of course the touchdown for Deshaun Hanneke, which was great to see for him uh, later in that football game. Just an overall look at the receivers and your takeaways. Yeah, with Xavier Hutchinson, we knew, you know, Iowa State pretty much had a star receiver, all-conference, all-American-level type player going in, and he showed it on, on Saturday. And uh, he, he's been talking up Hunter Decker, so I'm, I'm sure he was expecting the ball to, to land in his hand uh, quite often, and it did. And then, it was, you know, it's the other guys just stepping up, kind of playing the role, uh, various different roles. And, and that, that deep pass you, you mentioned to Stanley, you know, he's got speed to burn. He can get behind the defense, and if he keeps that up, he can make some big plays. Thought Jalen Noel, you know, I thought he made a really important play in the first the possession for Iowa State on offense because he, he made a big play on a third down conversion that really got that offense into rhythm, and then they were able to march down and score the first touchdown of the game, and, and they were on their way at that point. So that, that's a, a, a big play for a guy like Noel who really could step into that slot, find some open spaces, take advantage of double coverage on X when, when that presents itself. So, uh, yeah, like the offensive line, it, it's kind of the uh, performance you'd expect as a whole out of the wide receiver group. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad we got to, to know because I think he's going to have – he's obviously a difference maker, and I anticipate that he's going to have a big game on, uh, on Saturday and then going forward because he's got that kind of ability. Do you think that, uh, that he'll be featured more on Saturday? Because well, he had that one big play, Dave, and then relatively – you know, they were nickel and dime, uh, very short gains. Uh, do you think Noel breaks out this week? Well, that's tough. I, mean, I don't want to pick anyone really to break out against the Iowa defense. They're always so tough. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to really say, yeah, here's a guy who's going to have a big game. Uh, but he'll be in position to do so because he's going to be that option. If they, if they double coverage uh, Xavier Hutchinson, if they are trying to shut him down, so you, you're – there's a trade-off there, obviously, with every uh, strategy. So that leaves more opportunities for Noel and the other receivers to, to find some space and make some plays. But the thing that Iowa really doesn't do all that often is give up big plays. So if Iowa, if Iowa State's going to make a big play in the receiving game, it's probably going to be it's more likely to be a catch-and-run situation than maybe just going over the top. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. But uh, it's, it's going to be up to somebody. It might be somebody different every week who just happens to be in the right spot at the right time to take advantage of whatever gaps are left over with the defense is paying attention to, to Hutchinson as they will. 
we know Bro Freeler, he was going to be a good player, and he certainly has been that. He popped right away. A couple of youngsters, though, certainly jumped off uh, the screen for me on Saturday. Jeremiah Cooper made a great tackle early in that football game. Also, Trayvon Howard a little bit later on. What you saw about the freshmen and the coaching staff, we maybe scoffed a little bit with all those guys leaving. Oh, you just wait. Boy, it looks like they got a couple of young guys ready to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they certainly do. And, you know, we didn't talk much about those guys you mentioned going into the season. There's not a lot of questions about that because they weren't necessarily looked at as the next in line, like some of the maybe sophomores, juniors, seniors who are uh, coming up this season. But uh, with the way they rotate guys in and out of the secondary, you know, depth is going to be important for this Iowa State defense. And then to see those guys step up. And then I know he's not a young guy by by any means, but Colby Reeder, you know, as a newcomer getting his first uh, action at Iowa State, coming from an FBS school, and he looked like he belonged out there. So that's that's also a big moment for Iowa State to see him just go out there and show that he's he looks to be ready to play at this level. Uh, you know, Elser looks like he belongs, although we've yet to see him line up and kick a field goal. But the the kickoffs, most of them, if not all, were touchbacks. He uh, was for the most part right down the middle on extra points, and that's always been. You know, something you close your eyes in the past when it comes to Iowa State kickers. But so far, so good for Jace Gilbert. Now, in all likelihood, he's going to get that first opportunity on the road to Kinnick Stadium for his first uh, field goal opportunity as a Cyclone. Your thoughts and what uh, on what uh, you, the coaches potentially had to say about their, their new kicker? Because we know you don't get a chance to talk to him since he's a freshman. Right. <laughs> uh, so... We know from, from the past that uh, Matt Campbell really appreciates uh, the ability to kick the ball into the end zone consistently because Iowa State has had some moments where they've struggled on kick coverage. So if you can eliminate the need to cover kicks and just boot it through the end zone, they'll take that every time. There was one kick that was a bit shorter. I think that was Gilbert on that one. So I don't know if that was a miss hit or if they were trying to, to catch Simo off guard on the, on the kick coverage there, but Simo ended up recovering the ball anyway. But if, if you can get a guy who's you know consistently able to, to pound that football into the end zone, I think Matt Campbell and his crew will take that every time, and we'll see how the if you know if we get any wind at Kinnick uh, this week, uh, that strategy might change. But that'll be kind of a, a game day decision, I guess. Turnovers have been such a huge factor in this game during the Iowa six game winning streak. I know the question came up to Campbell yesterday and. It almost felt like he didn't want to go there, is it? Didn't want to put the pressure, don't want to put those negative thoughts maybe in the mind. Go inside the mind of Matt Campbell if you can here before his day. And it just, it was, I thought, an interesting response to a question that we all feel is incredibly big, the turnover question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not unusual for Campbell to turn a question that's very specific into an answer that's very broad. So when he specifically asked about getting turnovers against Iowa and why they haven't been able to do it, he just talked about, well, you know, every game, it's important for us to, to create turnovers and, and limit uh, the, the fumbles and interceptions on the offensive side, get as many takeaways as you can on the defensive side. And always important, every game out, and that's the kind of answer you're going to get out of Matt Campbell. Uh, he, you know, probably doesn't want to think about putting too much of an emphasis on a single game. Uh, also something he talked about during his press conference. But at the same time, you know, there's always something that's always something they work on in practice is trying to create turnovers, trying to make sure they prevent turnovers on the offensive side. So what Matt Campbell thinking behind the scenes about the turnovers, I'm sure he would love to force Iowa to give the ball away at least once, if not more on Saturday, but as much as anything, he just keeps that focus on, you know, working on those things you work on every day and and turnovers is one of those. So it's every game, it's every week, something he focuses on and wants his guys to, to, you know, do defensively, get that ball back. 
And so, he's, he, yeah, he's not going to tip his hand. If that streak was against a Big 12 school or any other school on the, the schedule, he'd probably answer it the same way. Hmm. Dave, I know we're asking to get in his head a lot, but i got one more. <laughs> how, how much do you think it bugs him that he hasn't been able to beat the Hawkeyes yet? Is that something you think that uh, deep down inside, probably it's not going to make it public, but how much does this uh, burn inside his belly? That's another, yeah, really good question. He's not giving anything away publicly, that's for sure. Uh, he was asked several times just about the importance of the rivalry itself, and I think he was asked, and some of his players certainly were asked directly about, you know, the the importance to him of getting a win, uh, going over so far against the Hawkeyes, and again, he turned that back to the, the general uh, idea of, you know, it's always important to win your rivalry games and the passion of the fans, it, it matters, and uh, to them a lot, but to him it's, you know, one of 12 and you want to focus on the the job ahead and not get carried up in all the rivalry business and, and let that take you too far. I'm sure he hears from fans. I'm sure he gets it from folks when he's on the tailgate tour or mm-hmm. or just talking to, to fans at uh, events, you know, where that coaches go to. It's probably brought up to him a lot. So I'm sure he's very aware of his record against Iowa. And would very much like to get that goose egg out of the win column, but uh, he's not going to admit that publicly. Dave crossed one off the list, got off to a good start in game mm-hmm. number one, something that has been a huge issue against a bunch of different type of opponents. Here's another one that they can do. You walk away after game one, Simo, a pretty bad Ohio Valley Conference team a year ago. Yes, it wasn't a great opponent. Where are you a game in? Did your expectations, did your level of, of thought about what this team could be, did it change after one week? Not dramatically, as good as it is to see Iowa State come out and pretty much dominate an opponent that they should dominate. It's uh, not necessarily indicative of how the rest of the season is going to go, but there is a little solace, I'm sure, for a lot of fans in just watching that team not do anything to hurt itself, really. Outside of the, the turnover, uh, the, the Decker's interception, he played almost flawlessly. The defense was solid. They didn't record a sack, but then again, you're going up against a very mobile quarterback who, uh, uh, you know, was able to dodge pressure consistently. And uh, on the defensive end, you know, he didn't give up the big play that really hurts you very often. Uh, and that's exactly what you want out of that defense. So you, you check pretty much every box. I mean, even, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, spe- special teams, they were solid. Maybe not spectacular. Uh, maybe, on you know, give them a little uh, checkmark plus for, for blocking that one field goal. Uh, but on that, yeah, you, you made the field, you made the extra points. You got the kickoffs where you wanted them. And so the special teams, you know, they checked the box. The offensive line looked good. They, they checked. The defense was solid. Zacharis was great. Xavier Hutchinson was great. That's everything you want out of a season opener of this caliber. Uh, trying to decipher Campbell, it seems as though Rendsburg is getting closer. Uh, I'd be surprised if he plays this week, but it doesn't sound like this one's, um, you know, maybe going to linger into Big 12 play. Maybe he gets a tune-up prior to the Baylor game. Uh, your thoughts on where Rendsburg's at just from listening to Campbell? Yeah, we'll, we'll go with 50-50 for this week. He used the word questionable, so we'll go with that for Rensburg this yeah. week, uh, which, yeah, probably, you know, if you uh, know Matt Campbell, that means it's less likely than more likely that Rensburg would play. But it does leave the door open for the possibility that he can return the following week and, and get some reps, at least, against Ohio. You would think he probably wouldn't need to play that whole game for Iowa State to win that one comfortably, but we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I would be... Mildly surprised if Rensburg actually plays against Iowa because you're talking about a tough environment, a tough defense that uh, you're taking a risk of, you know, creating a longer term injury for a guy you're going to need throughout the course of the Big 12 season. So I, I guess I would be somewhat surprised to see Rensburg play. If he does play, it probably won't be a full game. 
uh, and, uh, you know, Iowa State will patch them together. Again, they were solid against Southeast Missouri. Uh, we'll see if they, if they rotate as many guys through, probably not against a, a major, you know, conference foe like this. Uh, but they do have some options, and those guys got their feet wet at least a little bit last Saturday. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of Cyclones that have never beaten this team before. Is Does this seem like this could be uh, – does Will McDonald put his stamp on this game, do you think? He certainly got the ability to do so now. Every single game that they take the field, he's going to clearly have that bullseye on his back. But might they be shifting him around a little bit more? And uh, might we see a lot of Will McDonald in the stat sheet when we look at it after the game? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Will McDonald against the Iowa offensive line, the Iowa State defensive line as a whole against Iowa's offensive line. Now, again, I'm no expert on offensive line play, but when I watched Iowa's game last week, I wasn't really impressed with their offensive line, and that's usually such a strength for them. Yep. To see them kind of struggle both in the run and pass game was really surprising to me, and, and I guess Kirk Ferentz had some things to say about that. Uh, yesterday he addressed it, you know, with the media and some of the, the offensive linemen we're talking. And I know, you know, they're, they got some new guys in there. They got some injuries they're dealing with. So we're, we probably didn't see the finished product for Iowa's offensive line, but if they don't improve much in the, that court seven days in Iowa State and Will McDonald in particular, uh, will have that opportunity to, to feast on, uh, Spencer Petrus. Uh, Dave, uh, appreciate you coming on. Dave Sproul, Learfield broadcast, 1430 KASI. No more media opportunities this week, Dave, or do you get one with the coordinators Thursday? Coordinators this evening, actually. Gotcha. We'll uh, speak with the media, and then it's uh, on to uh, onto the game Saturday, by the way, just to let everybody know the Cyclone Radio Network is on the air at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So check it out on your favorite Cyclone Radio Network affiliate. Now, the team will go over on Friday. Do you, do you, John and Eric, go over on Friday? I'm going over on Friday, but that's because I'm announcing the Little Cyhawks. Ah, uh, nice. I'm between Ames High and Iowa City High on Friday night. So I'll, I'll be over there already, and then uh, the rest of the crew will... We'll make their way over on Saturday is what I understand uh, to be the game plan. Good stuff. Uh, again, congrats on being part of it, Dave Sproul. Thank you for doing this for us. We'll talk to you next week, Dave. Thank you. You bet. No problem, guys. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI and Learfield. Uh, good for Dave being part of that. Like to see you guys advance. Yes, absolutely. And it was good to see Bloom in the stands with his family watching a game. Too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a picture, a couple of pictures on um, of the young family watching the game with the mom and dad. Uh, that's always a good thing, yeah, too. Absolutely, it is. All right, uh, it's 11.25. Mitch Holtus is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Did they come into your head as far as a team that you would uh, be willing to bet your survivor pick on this week? Who do they have? Uh, Cardinals. <laughs> I'm with you. Early season Cardinals? That's Look a different they, animal. They certainly were. If this last game year. is in November, or December. Absolutely. Week yeah. one. Uh, not quite ready for that uh, one. No, Another right. road team, though. Another road team. Uh, Mitch joins us next. Papa John Central Iowa. They sponsor Mitch Holtis weekly now. Uh, appearances here with Miller and Condon, with the exception of the bye week. Mitch will be with us as long as the Chiefs are with us as far as their playoffs uh, go. Uh, back after these messages, it's 106.3. Take care. For 10% off your first month. Ready to go now. Here we are with Thursday Night Football. We are day away from it. And you can feel the excitement of opening night of the NFL with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the start of a new season. 
Bet just $5 on Thursday's game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. That's right, Trent. As an added bonus for everyone, yes, us existing DraftKings customers, we can experience the thrill of the early win promotion. You bet on the Bills, you bet on the Rams, and if that team at any time gets up seven points, your account gets credited with a win instantly and that stays in your account even if the team that you bet against comes back and wins the game it's a great deal and it's your chance right now get on it and download the DraftKings sportsbook app use promo code kxno new customers two hundred dollars in free bets instantly when you place a five dollar bet on thursday night football promo code kxno only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older i will only bonus issued as free bets one early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Clean.org. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, Moines. Get your podcasts. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know, a company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online Wolf Roofing. Heather sent you in. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Trent's Place of the Day Circus Sports Sponsors. It's coming up in about 15 minutes right now as he will be with us each and every Wednesday with the exception of the Chiefs bye week. As far as the Chiefs go, Mitch Holtis joins us. Papa John Central Iowa makes that possible. Hello, Mitch Holtis. Ready or not, the season is upon us. How are you? No, welcome to the holiday season. Yes. So let me think about it. We got uh, the NFL season kicks off tomorrow night. Chiefs on Sunday afternoon go to the desert to meet the Arizona Cardinals, hoping to be the Alpha and Omega starting the season where they'll end the season. Cyhawk week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who Colfax Mingo plays or Des Moines Christian. <laughs> it's big, though, both of Waukee them. Or Northwest or Van Meter. But, man, this is my favorite time of year. Just let it fly, boys. Let it fly. I'm all for it, no doubt. And we know that uh, Kyler Murray will be doing just that. So when uh, mm-hmm. when you look at that Cardinals offense – 
Uh, he's he's different, right? He's, he's a different kind of quarterback. Uh, he can run around. He can chuck it. Got some dudes that can catch it. Rondell Moore, I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Uh, offensively for the Cardinals, how much problem do they present to what I feel is going to be one of the uh, big stories of the year, and that's an improved Kansas City Chief defense. Yeah, that's the most intriguing story that no one's talking about. You guys have a little bit of a tip-off on that because of the daily training camp reports, but just way more speed, I think, on this Arizona offense. Um, but they're an interesting group. You mentioned, hey, is it gonna, is Murray going to run it? Is he going to chuck it? They ran 78 screens last year. 78. Fourth most in the league. And Murray on first down was 75% completion percentage. The best of any quarterback in the league. So, Again, they've kind of, is he back at five and seven steps and drops, or if they're covered, I'll just take off and run. No, there's a little bit more to this offense. And, you know, a key is James Conner. Um, who else is going to step up for them? Is Zach Ertz going to play? Mm. Or they're only dealing, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. You guys asked me all throughout the Chiefs camp about the Chiefs injuries, and other than Blake Bell, the Chiefs came out of this pretty good. For the Cardinals, they're sitting here on Wednesday and still not knowing who's going to play. And this is week one. They just have dealt with a lot, but this is a talented team that made the playoffs last year. I'll just say this. The Chiefs are the first team in NFL history to face their first eight opponents, all had winning records the prior year. That includes these Cardinals, who started last year at 7-0. and So Arizona... The Chargers after that, Indianapolis-Tampa, three of the first four on the road. You get the Raiders and then the Bills at home before going to San Francisco before the bye week. What did Andy Reid, what did Veach, somebody had to do something to the schedule makers, right? That is brutal. Brutal. I mean, if they want to derail the Chiefs winning a seventh consecutive AFC West title and with the AFC West being all in, you know, it's set up for that to happen. But I think the theme that I was trying to give you, too, from St. Joseph was that this team, in from a physical, mental, and emotional standpoint, is trying to lock its jaw and just take every week. You lay out the schedule, but, I mean, you can keep going after that. You just look for places. That are, I think they're the only team that has to – they're going to start three of the first four on the road. They'll have another stretch where they have three straight on the road. And Andy Reid, though, is saying, you know, what the heck, let's go. I mean, you don't have a choice. But, I mean, they're playing everybody but the Gauls and the Roman Empire and the <laughs> Mesopotamians. I mean, it's just – it's on. But this team is trying to build itself to take it on and basically shock the NFL world because most prognosticators are predicting demise. Do you sense a, a different Patrick Mahomes this year? I mean, another year older, disappointment of the way it ended last year, fielding a lot of, ah, uh, this team won't be the same without the cheetah. Uh, he was a weapon like no team has uh, faces, and that part's for the most part true. But do you sense a different Patrick Mahomes, Mitch, at all in any way? I do, and it's an excellent question. And here, and here's, let me just give you, and that's why the preseason was so encouraging in certain areas. Let me just give you some examples. Instead of Mahomes, you know, being the sling, the gunslinger, you know, just emptying his pistols, uh, he has, he'll still do that, but I think he is more judicious in picking and choosing when to do it. Let me tell you the most encouraging sign of the whole preseason. Now, the preseason doesn't count, but it matters. And here's where I think it could matter. Red zone. The Chiefs were, in the last four seasons, think about how good they've been, have been 14th, 20th, 14th, and 15th Hmm. in red zone offense. They were five out of six in the preseason, and that sixth was with uh, the fourth-string quarterback. Now you're going, well, wait a minute, it doesn't count. Okay, the Chiefs are just going to be different this year. 
Uh, and the fact that it's not going to be chuck it and swing for the fences and try to hit Earl Weaver's three-run homer. This is a team that may have to hit doubles, singles, and move it around. And the change in Patrick Mahomes is uh, maybe maturity, maybe understanding it's got to be a little bit different. Now, he'll still shoot it down the field, right, like no other. But there's going to be, I think, what I'm seeing, a little more discipline in this offense, attacking laterally uh, as well as vertically. Uh, Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Leo Chanel won a starting spot, I see. Yeah, for now. Just, mm-hmm. just keep that, you know, in pencil. Uh, it's, I foresee it depends what the Cardinals do. I could see them opening three wide right out of the gate with Brown and the other receivers. And if Rondell Moore can go, that means the Chiefs would open in nickel, and that means Chanel would not be out there. But Chanel might be out there on the very next snap. But he's, he's pushed forward. He's like all these other rookies. Nobody's regressed other than maybe Kennard, who stayed the same. Everybody else has moved forward and maximized their rookie uh, training camps. So that's no exception. Fennell's on this deal and, and uh, ready to go. So looking at this team and, and an overview, just where they are, it's a different look. Tyreek Hill's not going to be there. And the schedule, as we talked about, is difficult. The division is even better. Is it a stretch to say that this team could be better, but it's just not going to show up record-wise this season? Perhaps, or they're going to be better, and the record will still show up. Now, <laughs> let me give you the red zone. Let me go back to the red zone. I know I'm harping on that. Yeah. But they just haven't been great. They've been average or bad in the red zone. If they just get five more possessions, Trent, follow my math here, and they get touchdowns instead of field goals, just mm-hmm. five, that'll move them up to maybe like 12th. Well, that's mm-hmm. 20 points. And if we anticipate, like we're anticipating, what the AFC West and the AFC will look like, 20 points sprinkled out over 17 weeks could be the difference between 13 and 4 and 10 and 7. And that's how I'm going to answer your question. Could this team be 10 and 7 or 9 and 8? Yeah, they could. But they could also be 13 and 4 by a whole new mixture and recipe and with a faster, tougher defense. This, this, I told you before, and I'll buy you guys a Papa John's pizza by Halloween if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong. But the surprise story from the national media will be talking about the Chiefs' defense by maybe Columbus Day, but for sure by Halloween. Uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, they just they just feel different, uh, of course. And we'll talk about it next. We'll uh, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, the home opener, lid lifter, Thursday night football, Chargers and the Chiefs. My gosh, doesn't get. Uh, that's going to be so much fun, Mitch. Really is. Well, we may just bring the Seahawk Trophy down for that one too, just to have some fun with it. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be smoking hot. But that's. Look at the games this weekend. I mean, how about, oh, the Rams win the world title, and they're going to start with the Bills, who everybody thinks is the best team in the National Football League this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a smoking hot game. And then, look at the other division game on Sunday, yep. and you're a Broncos. So uh, the most popular reality show on television and in our sphere uh, begins Thursday night. People love this league, and they're going to really love this year, man. It's on. Indeed it is. What's on for dinner, Mitch Holtis? Oh, man, what a Cyhawk weekend can only be fully Cyhawked if you get the uh, Papa John's uh, special. Uh, and they're working on a brand new one, but this weekend, perfect. Whether you're tailgating at Kinnick, you're going to have a watch party, listen party, or just any kind of Cyhawk party. Now, you can ask them. I don't know if they have it, but if they could, like, indent the Cyhawk trophy in, a, in every pepperoni. Probably can't, but it's worth an ask. But check them out at PapaJohns.com. Great stuff, Mitch Holtis. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Mitch.
Done, boys. You need it is. <laughs> the bells ring out and the banners fly. See you, bud. Take care. Mitch Walters, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Is he talking about the Pewter Family Trophy, putting that thing on there? Where is that? Is it? Does it reside somewhere? I think somebody with Iowa corn has it. Is that because it, it was their trophy? Well, that should, that's a good place. That that's where the CEO, CFO, yeah. somebody's got a hold or of that. Or in the lobby? Would you put that in the lobby? Yeah, maybe you now you could get away with it now, right? Because the, the vitriol, though, when that oh thing came out, whoo, the pointing and laughing. And yes, it almost had leader and legends type of ridicule. Oh, feeling. it was. A much I, it was worse, but yes. yeah, it was worse. Oh my gosh, good stuff. And the trophy today is meh. Yeah. It's the game. It's the game, yeah. It's the game. Uh, it's, uh, well, we won't get to the uh, plays of the week. We will, but uh, it's going to be a few minutes because we have to take a time out. Circus Sports Sponsors. Are you betting the game tomorrow night? Have you decided yet? Do you have a do you Well, have a I will because we got that DraftKings promotion. Well, you so can't, you, can't, you can't, well, you can't lose, but you seem like you have to. One, one of the... Like you said, somebody, if you bet on a team and they go up 7 nothing, first drive, your bet's cashed. Cashed. Simple Money's in your account. So you just bet money line, do that. So yeah, I will definitely play that. I'm leaning Rams. This Bill's love has it gone too far. They're good. They're really good. Is the defense that much better? Is there a? I just don't think the gap. If I was listing the teams, yes, I would put Buffalo one. I just do they, don't, so they deserve in your mind to be the favorites. I agree with you. But the gap between them and everybody else betting-wise, I think there is... Is there a favorite you would toss out with confidence? Is there is there a team that's getting a ton of action that you don't like? Chargers, Niners, well, the Buccaneers... Because they're what? Were they 6-1? to one? Yeah. Seems pretty short. It really does. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they are that much better. So that would be one that I would start with. And the Buccaneers, what's going on with Tom Brady? Tom, uh, Tom Brady is... I, I, Trent, this, it all comes crashing down this year. This, this, this I'm convinced mm-hmm. that Tampa Bay is is as overrated as a team in football as we've got this year. Now, don't mark the tape on this one because this <laughs> right. one, I've been wrong before about I, Tom Brady. Yes, we all have, but this just feels like no. There's something going on there. Is it at home? Yes, and that's the speculation. Oh, absolutely. You know that she she um, does not did want his wife Giselle did not want him to play, and he was retired. And he was going to be you know, stay-at-home dad. And the itch to play football got him, and apparently it blew up. There is not a team in the top six of listed odds that I'm looking at right now that I would bet in the Super Bowl future. So let me see if I've got him. So it's 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 the Bills, yep. it's the Bucks, it's mm-hmm. the Packers, it's the Chargers. The Chiefs. Chiefs. Then the Rams and Chargers. And you don't like any of them? Not at those prices. What's the Chargers? 14, 12? 14. 14? Not at that price. A team that... How many wins does Herbert have in the playoffs? Well, that would be none. Yeah. Uh, I think it turns around this year. Now, I think I got him in 18. Don't you have to... Isn't there steps, though, that you need to take? Normally, yeah. They're just going to fire right through it, and they're going to figure it all out. The Chargers. One of the most inept organizations. The Chargers Um, are going to finally do it this year. So when we make our NFL picks, we're going to do some of our NFL voices will join us tomorrow, Mm -hmm. because Friday, Cyhawk Friday. Yes. Um... Do you have who's who's going who's going to win the NFC? If it's not the Buccaneers or the or the Packers, the Niners. I agree. I've been on them Except, all since of, the spring. So have I. I've got them at twenty to one, and a whole bunch of them at twenty. As do one. I, and I have the Ravens and a bunch of them. See, that's the team I don't have. You don't, and I don't know why. I, I because look, year after year, they're there. They had a Lamar season Jackson's from hell last year. Injuries uh-huh. absolutely derailed them a season ago. Mm-hmm. 
injury luck goes on their side this year. I love their coaching staff. Absolutely. They got the best kicker in the game. <laughs> that helps. Um, and a guy that won an MVP. Yeah. Not too long ago. Right. Three years ago now? Yeah. I don't know why I, I've uh, eliminated them. But who? But who's... I wonder what I can get 49ers. Here's a $100 at. bet. Who wins the uh, NFC? It's 49ers. I think it is. I'm, I'm locked into them. I don't see value in the Buccaneers. Is Trey Lance ready for uh, a Sunday against uh, Chicago? Yeah. He'll be good. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking myself out of Two it. Two through 53, I'm not sure there's a better roster in the NFL. Yeah. Now that quarterback remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. He was, he was hot and cold in the preseason. I mean, he didn't play against the who uh, the Vikings. I don't think he played. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. There's been certainly uh, a variety of reports from media members that watch him during training camp. Oh, it's here, baby. Miller and Condon, Trends Play of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station. One of some details. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, I Dr. Des Moines to me from the Urology Center of Iowa. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com. Free Meadows. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy.net. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO, it's Des Moines Sports Station. Time for Trent's Plays of the Day. Well, baseball... uh, only tonight, TC. Have you, unless you found something you can wager on. Well, there's always other things out there. Well, you got WNBA playoffs that have been going on. Saw some people into that last night. Of course, tennis. 
I found myself over watching a little Curios last night. Did Didn't you? get to the end of it as uh, I'd flip back over to the baseball. But yeah, I jumped in. I enjoy the U.S. Open this time of year. I enjoyed weeknight. watching Serena. Yeah, that was good. It really was. And did you watch? Did you see her speech on the court afterwards? Yes. I think when's she going to get to her sister? I mean, don't forget Venus. But she was saving specials uh, yeah. tribute at the end, that and was good. Uh, really, really well done. It was. So I don't know. I mean, there's, there's not the stars. Coco Goff got knocked out yesterday, so not even some of the names that you know pretty well. I do want to see that other American, but yeah, it's it's hard, right? But it's always something to bet on, and that adds a little extra angle. No, no plays yet, but. Keep an eye on the Action Network. You can follow along with my plays each and every day. So I'm playing two, both sides of the Yankees in both games of the doubleheader. You know I was going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first game, money line, the Yankees are minus 134. The second game, I'm laying the one and a half and getting plus 140. That is the Garrett Cole against Joe Ryan matchup that we were supposed to see last night. And uh, we'll lay the one and a half there and get plus 140 with the Yankees. Brewers this afternoon will lay the minus 133. It's Lauer on the bump. He's been pretty inconsistent this year, but like the pitching matchup against Freeland and a pretty good price there, just minus 133 for the Brew Crew. Back to the well again with Arizona last night. A disappointing let one slip away. Plus 182 with the D-backs tonight. I looked, I think we are four wins away from cashing our Diamondbacks preseason. Really? That yeah. close? So we yeah. got, what, four weeks left? I feel like we're home free. <sighs> we're, we're Never count it until it actually happens. Well, they got to have some Colorado left on the schedule, I would hope. You would hope? So what about what about a three-teamer? Uh, Yanks, Yanks, DeGrom versus the Pirates. Yanks, Yanks, DeGrom versus the Pirates. All right, let's put those together. I like that one. Yanks, Yanks, DeGrom's again. Okay, so I'm going to put them together here, see what it comes up with. What are you going to guess? You're getting three to one at minimum? Oh, I don't know. You're getting that much? Uh, and we're just doing money line. Yeah, yep. we're not going to lay it there. Where is DeGrom? What time is that game? Uh, 5.30. It's a later one. Minus 3.70. <laughs> that is... All right. Put it together and plus two fifty four. Uh, more than I thought. Bigger than I thought. Let's put it in there. Well, I'm, I'm not, but I'll leave it up to you because I think your Twins get a game. They have to win one of these games, man. They just do. All right, NFL conversation tomorrow. We're going to get to the locals tomorrow. Uh, Cappy's going to be here again. He has moved. If you're a fan of David Kaplan, he's now going to be with us uh, when Mitch takes the 1130 slot on Wednesday during football. Cappy will uh, move over to Thursday, so he'll be here tomorrow. Look forward to catching up with Cap and some of our NFL voices as we get uh, the season underway, and we'll go on record with our picks. I have no ideas when the NFC. <laughs> I, it's just a lot of confidence over there. Uh, yeah, after last weekend, not too good. Uh, Murph and Andy at one, KXNO Drive at three. Have a good weekend. 106 point weekend, weeknight.